All right, everybody, listen up. Hi, this is Dove. Hi, this is Gamer UK. Um, hi, this is Mistress Katia. Uh, hi, this is Miko. Hello, naughty boys and girls. Okay, this is Mistress Veronica, and you're listening to the Massacast. Hi, I'm Goddess Coco, and you're listening to Massacast. Hey there, this is Widow, and this podcast is for adults only. If you are not 18 years or older, go away. This is not for you. Well, this is it, the 100th episode. I never would have imagined that uh, the podcast would have made it this far. Thanks to everyone who, uh, who has been listening for, from the very beginning or those who have recently found it and sent some nice, uh, kind words. Lots of people have made some really, really heartfelt and wonderful reviews on iTunes. And if you'd like to help the show out, you can go ahead and uh, rate it. If you want to write a review, you can write a review, too. It's, uh, it's, it's really great. I, I racked my brain of what to do for the 100th episode. I ended up deciding just to, to, to keep it simple. I, I was going to talk to one of the people who are responsible for the show continuing. I would have probably quit the show long ago had she not uh, encouraged me. The, the first part of this uh, podcast will be a conversation with uh, Saad and myself. Uh, and then after that, you'll hear a bunch of uh, little tiny clips of episodes you may not have heard because they're, you know, episode four or episode 12 or something like that. And if you're fairly new to the show, you may not uh, have gone back to listen. Uh, if you're looking for some of the older episodes on iTunes, you won't find them because uh, uh, iTunes only lets you display X amount of the most recent episodes. So you'll have to go to massacast.com. You can find the archives there. And while you're there, feel free to click the uh, donate button. We're at 71% as I as I say this right now. 71% for the whole year. That's a year's worth of the podcast uh, paid for. So let's go on with the uh, conversation with Saad, followed by uh, a bunch of little clips from past episodes that uh, you may not have heard or maybe you forgot all about. One question I had for you, and you're already smiling in advance. You've been looking for a female submissive yes. for us to play with. Yes. Now, we have a female submissive that we, she's a switch, that we occasionally play with. Right. Why are you specifically looking for a female submissive to play with? Well, one, she's a friend who, uh, the woman we play with right now is a good friend of mine who I hope to hopefully soon meet Mr. Wright, right. and I think it would be entirely selfish of me to expect Mr. Wright to allow her to keep playing with me right. in this fashion. Right. While that could be really cool, especially if Mr. Wright was hot himself. And It'd be awkward, but go on. <laughs> Awkward, and if she, as soon as we see the guy, or maybe he would be a submissive cuckold who would totally get off on the fact that like twenty miles away, yeah, okay, so yeah, that's totally understandable. So you know, she might find Mr. Wright soon. You know, uh, we're hoping that she will, and so that would be selfish. Yeah, that's not really a good long-term plan. You know, I'm looking for. uh, Hold on, let me. I'm just curious. You're gonna pull up the yeah the site where I specifically state exactly what I'm looking for. Okay. I think you had commented that you were surprised at how explicit I was in my ad for what I wanted this femsub to be doing. I particularly enjoy a bi-female slave interested in sexual control and chastity who would serve her well to suck cock furious, furiously or be willing to learn to do so. See my pics as to why. And you have uh, images of some of your jack-off journals, uh, which... One does involve female... Okay, all right. Um, 
All right. So I guess the first question is, is, is it what, why, why furiously sucking cock? I should say this. I, I'm, if I had to list my top 10 favorite sexual things that we do, that is, I definitely enjoy it when it happens, but it wouldn't be on my top 10 list just because we don't do it that often. Right. Sure. And it's and, and and I enjoy other things just as well. And I've only had to I've only been able to orgasm from it like twice in my life anyway. Mm-hmm. So, well, I enjoy it. I appreciate it. It's awesome when it happens. I definitely don't hang my hat on it. I don't assume it's ever going to happen. Why? Why is that such a big thing for you? I love the visual of it. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of it um, mentally, and Make, making a girl do that. You mean or. Um, well, not just making a girl do that, but having a female submissive, somebody with perky, nice little tits that I can play with, or um, multiple holes that I can plug. This is... This is the most graphic episode <laughs> we've ever... Well, okay, speaking of graphic, okay, we need to clarify something. When I'm extremely graphic in what I'm describing, it's because I'm talking about my fantasy, right. not a fantasy that somebody can fill in the holes and embed. You their understand own that some visuals. people talk about their fantasies with a less graphic detail. You do well, not. This is mine. I'm not giving them any room to interpret or invent anything in it because I'm talking about my fantasy. Okay. If All they right. w- if they want to hear my fantasy, fair enough. They're going to see my fantasy in their the head. way you want. It I'm to, not right. going to give them any okay. holes. Like this sure. is mine, so here is how it is. Fair Thus, enough. I am graphic. It's not for shock value. It's because I refuse to allow them to make it their own fantasy. Sure. Sure, a lot of people just made it their own by hearing how graphic it is. I'm just, <laughs> just saying there's a level well, first of... first it's mine, then they can make it theirs. Okay. Anyway. Your cock became my cock three years ago. Right. So, as confusing as that can be in conversation at times, I own it. I own your body. And... It can be fun for me to skull fuck a little bit when I'm doing strap on, but it's not nearly as much fun as me grinding myself on somebody's face. So I can. You want to live vicariously through it. Yeah. In some cases, I can live vicariously through you. In other cases, it becomes a matter of torture. Like there are times where, uh, you know, it's really difficult during a heavy beating to maintain an erection. So if you're constantly flowing back and forth between not just. Um, pain from the spanking and the lack thereof but s- physical stimulation right um i think that could be a really fun dynamic to play with and i can't single tell you and jerk you off or blow you at the same time sure. i need a third person is to this, do this is this something that you envision as like a casual I, i'm asking this question not because i'm trying to advertise i'm not trying to record it because i want to advertise this it's because I don't know the answer. This is the first time we're actually talking more in depth for this. Is this something that you want to be sort of like just an ongoing friendship where this actually happens? No, we have that right now. Right. I mean, we have the friend that we bring into the bedroom. And it's nice and it's wonderful. And it's amazing that in this circumstance, it hasn't complicated our friendship whatsoever. But I would really like to own a female slave and control all of her sexual experience but that's a, i would like to pierce her lips with a chastity ring but that i mean there's a certain level okay let me tell you something about women <laughs> let me tell you something about, when you have a level of commitment like that they usually want 
uh, to move in with you. They want uh, a ring. They want usually, you know, they they usually want more than just. So you're saying you want someone to move in with us? No. Okay. Not our you just our apartment's not big enough. We'd have to get a bigger. We're not because we're not going to be a poly. I mean, you want us to be a poly triad? Is that what you're trying to be? No, not at all. Okay. I just want to. Usually, there's a <laughs> women, and I know you don't understand women. <laughs> Neither I had, had to once, and she scared once. me straight. Right, I'm saying this as a guy who has. I've been with a a, a healthy number. I don't, I'm not trying to brag here. I'm just saying it took me a fucking long time to find you, and so I had to work my way through quite a few. Mm-hmm. No offense to. I don't want. For, if you, listen, if you're a friend of mine and we briefly dated or had sex, I'm sorry that I didn't work my way through. Is a very poor choice of words. So. You you want to control someone and own them, but you just want to see them like once a month, whenever. I mean, probably more than once a month. But yeah, but you're going to control their entire sexual experience and only be sexual with them once a month. Well, it helps if you're in a convent. I would prefer it be more than once a month. Okay, so a couple. But you know that I'm. I guess what I'm kind of envisioning is um, some college girl who's very dedicated to her studies just very a- very interested in SM and not really um kind of bored with dating vanilla and needs to explore her kink sexuality for a while but also needs to focus on more important things in her life so you know she has this sexual outlet with us um where she can explore her kink and then also still dedicate her herself to whatever is the priority in her right. life um, but at the same time, you'd control every single one of her sexual experiences? Or would it be just sort of a, hey, well, when she's here, she's like in a because, role? Uh, no, I would like to control her sexual experiences because I would like to not have to worry about protection between the three of us, well, like yes, condoms but at, and things like what that. What I'm saying is, is that, that, again, when you have that level of requirement, she's going to have to just basically paw at herself for, what, all but one night a week or something like that? And not be around us and stuff. I mean, that's just. I'm just saying, some women. I'm not. There s- might there might be a woman out there who fits the bill. I'm not saying that I wouldn't let her masturbate in between <laughs> our visits. Right. You know, I might even require her to have as many as seven orgasms a day. That's sure. also chastity control. That's, that's true. sexual control. Right. Okay. What if I forced her? I was like, every day, if you don't meet your quota of seven orgasms, it's serious punishment. Sure. Well, this is very interesting because here's the thing: is that like us exploring with that other friend of ours was is, has been a very unique experience. But granted, it doesn't. But we do have some boundaries with her that we might not have with another body that I owned. Right, right. Like for example, right now, I don't have sex like direct sexual contact. I mean, yeah, we've had four or five. Is, we've had four or five experiences with her, and you've never penetrated her. Well, with, not with my penis. Or your penis, as the case right. may be. Hands, yeah. Hands, but... tongues, whatever, yeah. Um, so this is very interesting. I don't... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's easier for a dominant woman to find a submissive woman? Um, maybe. I mean, so far from what I've seen or the responses that I've got, they've either been transsexual women, which the only reason I'm not so much open to that is because they're not very far along in their progress yet and you're not get, you're not by enough to I'm not buying <laughs> I'm not by enough and you know since I want this person to be able to sexually excite you it's important that they be of a gender or of a passability of a gender that um, 
That it not be a hindrance to the scenes. Right. Well, if I know you, you're going to find this person fairly easily, despite my, no woman is going to go for that. And all of a sudden they're like, you're, you're going to get like a knock on the door. Oh, hi, listen, I'm just walking around looking for a dominant woman, a submissive guy that I can play with once a couple of months. You know, what? knowing you is just going to fall in your lap because these types of things just kind of come your way, which is why I think it's, this is one of the reasons why I love you is because you don't realize how most other people have to deal with their sexuality and then how they have to search for stuff. You, you just, you have this personality and it's not just your beauty. Are you saying my sexuality finds me? I'm saying you get what you want. You get what you want because you not only are just an incredibly beautiful person and incredibly charming and wonderfully smart. I'm saying you, you just tend to get what you want, right? And it just sort of happens, right? Uh, for you, because this is the... I, I mean, work at this. Oh, really? Yes. You work at this by being you? I'm, I'm on one website. <laughs> uh, you're on one... Just, and that's just because they're not throwing themselves at you when you walk down the street. That's the reason why you're on a website for it. <laughs> right. So, exactly. Now, we could go to events, probably, and I bet you you could probably find several women who would just probably... In fact, we have been around. If, have, if the music wasn't so loud. Right, sure. Um, and, you know, I'd pro- we'd probably find one much faster and easier because in real life, they don't have to have the skill of good personal photography. Uh, it says, as I have a fucking amazing sex life, I have to brag about it. I have some special fondness for cuckies. Mm-hmm. You tell me you're not looking for... Not a live cuckle. I like... I like you want a dead cuckle. I, li- I like... <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, dead cackle. Dear Alexander Hamilton, boy, did we fuck well. You would have really enjoyed. I, you know, I think it would be fun sometimes to have um, somebody tied up in the corner listening or whatever, or on the other side of a really thin wall or whatever, just, you know, desperately wishing. Yeah, um, I just. I, wish I, I know, could share that I know it's not with a fantasy. I, I wish I could you, share that so with you. The whole you know, time we'd be, so we were, you know how I've been enjoying my cuckold fantasies uh, for three years hmm. through just chatting with people online, and I find that I I much telling them about your sex life. Yeah, I, I really like to um, with cuckolds in particular, like web slaves, you know, just right? The like, you know. You just tell them how awesome I am in bed. Is that what you basically do? And well, you and me, right? And you know, all our various. Accoutrement. <laughs> Accoutrement or uh, adventures. Right. Um, but good luck. So, so here's a question. So, like, are you... T- and I'm, I know this is the gift ho- looking a gift horse in the mouth type of thing. So when you... You know what my type is, obviously. When you're looking at these female... P- potential female slaves, are you saying, oh, yeah, X would definitely go for her because... No. No? No, I'm looking for me. I need to right. be attracted to her because it's my cock that's going to be skull-fucking her. Have I ever pointed at a woman and said, I would fuck the shit out of her and you and you went, ooh? Yeah. Who? Uh, Sarah Palin. You said Sarah Palin, you would fuck the shit out of her. That's hate-fucking. That's different. The, the defense rests. Still. And that was in her ass and like then making her eat it. I'm I still mean, that, saying. That was I'm all, still that saying. That was all kinds of wrong. That wasn't like I'm turn st- her into your sex How slave. do I know that you're not going to bring like a Sarah... You're, like, you're going to go like, uh, I found a submissive girl. Here she is. 
She's a Mormon, and she... Uh, well, then you just can just imagine she looks like Tina Fey. I don't know if I would have sex with Tina Fey. I think she, Tina Fey is, might be boring in bed. You ever, get, you ever sometimes look at a woman who on paper is attractive, but at the same time you pretty much imagine she's boring in bed? Usually when their tits are really big. Really? Yeah. I picture that everybody who's ever fucked them has been so about their tits that they don't know what else to do, so all they do is fondle their tits and play with their tits, and they don't know what to do with their hips. Oh my god, that's an amazing theory. This might be why I prefer women with more firm Big breasts, breasts aren't necessarily not firm. Uh, you, like a, you like a B cup. You're a B or C guy. You're ABC. Anything bigger than C, and it's like failing for you. I don't know why that is. Because I, I, I have friends who are... I, I, think, I think it's because you, when you were seven years old, you saw the naked girl in Caddyshack. And, she's and got, she just cemented a sexy body type and female archetype into your mind of a sexually confident, tall, lean woman with um, a moderate cup size. Yeah. You were I mean, seven years old, and like she and I may not be identical, but we're not too far off. No, you're blonde, and your, your real name is Lacey Underall. Yes. And your uncle did own a golf course who was judge. His name was Judge Smales. And if for some reason he didn't fix the gopher situation, he'd be looking for an old greenskeeper. Is there anything else you want, you wanted to say about the... No, we should say this, too. And uh, Because I know that it's not just cocksucking you want. You love, like, giving, like... Forced multiple orgasms and squirting and Oh, yeah, all that I stuff. love forcing orgasms, whether it's on males or females. Right. And this is a good question. This, uh, this is a good question, but I, because I, I think I know the answer, but I would like to hear what gives you uh, butterflies in your stomach in play or when you think about fantasies? What are the things that really just give, make you squirm? Hmm. I think there are two levels, two answers to that question. The the first one is the, um, I'm thinking about it, it's about to happen, and so I start bouncing in my seat or mm-hmm. humming or singing to myself, I'm really excited. And then there's, um, and that could be any number of things, you know, any number of situation, who knows, you know, what's going to get you really excited at any given day or time. Um, but consistently, lately, the only thing that, like, punches me in the gut and, like, literally it makes my hands from the elbows down start buzzing and tingling and I get that in like my solar plexus region like right in my stomach it just like the butterflies you know what it feels like you know what it feels like it feels like when you're going over that curve on the roller coaster Uh, I'll take your word for it that's usually lately it's um, when I'm fucking with you when you're sleeping Sleep, sleep fucking is really that not even just sleep fucking but just fucking with you while you're sleeping you mean messing around yeah. Or you mean actually... If it's talking to you, if you start talking back to me... Right. Then all of a sudden I'll just, like, get these butterflies and, you know, I'll try to talk myself into your dream and, like, take control of your dream so that you're dreaming whatever I'm talking about. Or um, sometimes it's tying you up in your sleep and then fucking you or, you know, just taking you from soft to hard in your sleep. I don't know what it is. There's something about fucking with you while you're sleeping that just it like even right now I can remember them. I'm not quite feeling them, but I can remember you. You 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 actually engage in intercourse with me while I sleep a lot because I'm an extremely heavy sleeper. And then sometimes I'll just I'll I'll wake up just enough to remember like little tiny aspects 
Um, well, I don't imagine you would have I mean, very I many say that visual that makes things because it's usually dark, and quite often I put a pillow over your face right. to help me objectify you into just my living dildo. Right. Because otherwise, I, if I see your face, I start to become concerned with um, teasing you or torturing you or right. giving you pleasure. And so by putting a pillow over your face, then I can just ride you, get off, and go back to sleep. In any other relationship, if you said, uh, when I have sex with him, I, I'm not really, I, I want to cover his face just so I'm not so concerned with his pleasure. They'd be like, fucking, this is this grounds for a divorce. This is, what the asshole. Um, but at the same time, with us, it's hot. Yeah, no and is. I can make you come in your sleep, too, which is awesome. You totally, you will go from just like lazy thrusting and just having a sleep hard on, and I will say, it's your turn, come now. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, your whole body, your cock, everything will just get super, super hard, and your whole body will tense. You totally sleep through your orgasm. The point is, I think the whole point of this whole thing is that even when I'm unconscious, I'm awesome in bed. I think that's what you're trying to say. Yeah. That's what you're trying to say. Even when you're sleeping, you can get me off. And there you go. Well, that's good. Um, well, I have to say, um, I learned some stuff in this conversation, which is good. I, I wish you could have stayed in Central Park the whole time, but I'm glad we got to spend some time in Central Park again. Um, good luck finding... A fa- I, I don't <laughs> assume... I, I just don't want you to get disappointed if you don't find a female... Ladies, if you're listening... I listen. This could be really, really worth it. Okay. If infrequent, it could be really, really worth it. I want to thank you, by the way, because because of you, people don't may not know this. It's because of you that we reached 100 episodes. Because I was going to quit long ago, like just shortly after we got together. I was like, this is just way too much work. There's just so much work here. I know. And uh, I wouldn't let you. And you, well, it wouldn't say you. You encouraged me. You encouraged me. Well, if I had, if encouragement hadn't worked, I wouldn't have let you. Okay, but I'm just saying is you. I think people would have been able to tell if I was being, you know, under duress doing a podcast, right? I don't think so. I think you love it too much. Well, but I want to say that uh, the podcast would have ended a lot sooner had it not been for you. Because in your words of encouragement and, and your enjoyment of the show and and, um, and your feedback. so You're welcome. Uh, I think the one thing that we can remember throughout the entire, the whole encompassing thing throughout these last 100 episodes, if there's one message I want to put out there to the universe, is that I'm good in bed even when I'm asleep. I think that's, I think that's really what's important. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure. I, I actually, ha- I've only just recently been coming back out. And right. the last party I went to that I brought my toolbox was an LGBT, it's supposed to be an LGBT party, but it was only gay boys. So I didn't get any action because, you know, I look straight They and they don't care to know if I'm bi anyway because they're not interested in anything but cock and I don't have one. I didn't bring mine. You couldn't lie and say <laughs> you were like post-op. I had one boy who said to me, one boy out of out of these hundreds of boys who are all fucking each other. Well, hold on. You were at a party where there was actually hardcore sex actually happening at the Yes. Party. And it was amazing. Okay. 
I was totally overwhelmed, completely socially retarded because I was so overwhelmed by what was happening and around they me. Turned to you and said, "What? If you stop staring at me inappropriately, there's going to be a problem." No, it was for that. It was we were all supposed to be watching each other. Okay. <laughs> so you showed up at a party with nothing but gay guys. You showed up hoping to play. There was like five girls and like 200 gay boys, and it was crazy. Holy crap. Yeah, it was awesome because as you walk further into the party, it got darker and darker. Right. And in the dark areas is where all the things were happening. Right. And so I just pulled up a chair, and it was my first um, public orgasm. Wow. Yeah. It was so hot for me, and... I just I put my hands on my pants and it was my first public orgasm. Wow. It was amazing. Um I have no follow up question to that. <laughs> we'll be right back. But so <laughs> Well, so that was the last party I went to and I didn't get any action and that's why I That sounds like you action. got some action. Self action, okay. which is what I've been doing. Uh, for let me ask you a, long a personal question question for my own. Were the other women that showed up straight? Um, well, a couple of them were. <laughs> because I've got to go to this party. Can you if imagine? you're prepared to be approached by boys. I can be approached by boys. I'm just saying I, that I would walk up to the women there and go and say, Hey, look, if you're looking for the only straight dude here. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> you just watched the Family Guy episode. Um, no, but that, isn't that awesome? That's great. I, who would know that the best, my best odds would be going to a all gay male party for me to meet if straight you, women. If you were there and I didn't know you and you would have approached me, I would have been all over that. Hold on. But first of all, I don't, I can't, I am so bad at approaching and you know this, you know, it's, no, I would have, no, I, I know. I remember how we met and it. you know, it almost makes, it almost makes no difference what you say. I can see. I can see whether or not you're someone I'd want to be vulnerable with. And that's why that's why I I didn't I barely had to meet you and and I knew that I wanted to give you my telephone number when we first met. I'm a reaction fetishist. Above everything, the whole like laundry list of things that I love to do, it all boils down to my two things that are my absolutes. I love torture. Torture doesn't have to be painful. You can do it to absolutely anybody. It doesn't have to be in an S&M context. You can just wear a sexy dress and walk down the street and, you know, have all the guys begging you for your phone number. You know, you're tormenting them. You're mm -hmm. torturing them. You can use torture with pain. And then the, the other is I love reaction. I love to watch your skin react to what I'm doing to it. Your breathing, your pulse, your posture, the very way your mind is processing everything just changes and to see that and experience that and touch that and be a part of that is just such a huge turn on to see somebody so strongly reacting to what I'm doing to them that's one thing I like about service about doing just plain service is because it's non-sexual it's not I'm not getting anything directly out of it I guess it depends it. on what kind of service well, full service <laughs> full service when I have full service ending. is it sexual <laughs> but I've never I've never experienced service that way well well, I should say I, I've, but I've never called it service whenever it's just been you know something sexual but then it's just sexual then uh, you're just a booty call then I'm just a booty call um <laughs> 
but for me, like service, just doing cleaning chores or, or, or fixing a computer or geek work, whatever. Um, it shows that you can still give give to them without just thinking about your libido and your sex. Yes, you know, I've never done service for someone I was in, you know, in any way sexually involved with. So it's oh, it's, you it's mean nobody's ever said wash my dishes now eat my pussy. No, no. Someday. Someday, ladies, maybe, maybe. ladies, maybe one day. <laughs> Some of my first experiences in kink. I mean. My first kinky experiences weren't BDSM experiences. They were public sex experiences, play parties, like more like orgies and stuff like that. Stuff that everybody does in their early 20s, right? Well, not everybody. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest. We didn't have that. I'm so, I'm kicking myself. Like, why couldn't I have that time? Do you need help with that? I'm, yeah, I'm still looking to go to sex parties. No, I mean the kicking yourself. Oh, yes, by all means. <laughs> um, Wow. Okay. So. Uh, okay. So. All right. I'm just kind of taken aback by that. But okay. Why? No. No. I mean. I mean. Not. It's out of jealousy. Not of. I. You know. I moved to New York specifically for that experience and trying to find that experience. And uh, you just kind of fell into it. I suppose it. it well, it depends. Like I don't know because I've always been an exhibitionist. I've always liked dressing up, playing dress up, and so fetish wear just goes not along naturally with that. Um, and not even fetish wear, but costumes. So me and my friends in San Francisco are really a bunch of dorks, you know? We just love getting dressed up really stupidly, strangely, bizarrely, hopefully, usually sexy, but not always. Sometimes it's got nothing to do with that. And But a lot of the times, you know, we would put on sexy clothes or fetishy clothes and go out to a party together or have house parties or whatever. And so we just kind of all explored together. I mean, obviously, this wasn't just an instant thing. It was sort of this friend and that friend through there created this network. And I still consider them my family. I just saw them not too long ago mm-hmm. in California. So, um, so those were some early experiences in um, sort of kinky stuff. And as far as BDSM, you know, we, we did go to a party. We went to... Um, uh, my mind goes blank uh, from time to time at the power exchange in oh. San Francisco. Um, and that was the first time that I ever flogged someone in public. And I just remember the adrenaline rush and just, you know, I loved people watching me and I loved the contact with the guy that I had just met. Actually, my friend won him in an auction, a slave auction, and we were using him as an ottoman. I mean, it wasn't even like something that we had to figure out or think about or talk about. It just kind of, maybe it was it was among our first experiences in but the just, scene, but it just kind of seemed obvious. Like, <laughs> here's a slave, okay, put my feet up, you know, right. or, you know, or now, you know, it's time to, you know, beat him in public. And it was just really fun. Like it wasn't, it just seemed normal. Actually, this is really funny. I was actually at a meditation camp when I realized that I had a relationship with pain. I was doing like a 10 day silent sit, um, which they, you have you meditating from like four thirty in the morning to like nine at night, completely silent. And one of the parts of this meditation is you have to do this thing called like an auditon, which is like you sit for an hour and you can't move. I being like kind of the way I am, decided to sit in the same position the entire 10 days. So by the, the 10th, 10th day, 
you know, this is like without cushions on this like stone floor on my knees. So by the tenth day, we were doing an adhatan, and like, you know, it's painful to sit in meditation sometimes. That's part of the thing. You know, like you have to deal with pain. I think the UN, by the way, has considered this torture. <laughs> I think they've outlawed this procedure that you were doing. I know, freely. like those monks can set themselves on fire now. Like, <laughs> well, anyway, so I was in at some point, and I would use the pain to keep me awake. You know, because you get tired or just to focus. And there was at this one point I was sitting there and I felt like my my knees were going to catch on fire. It hurt so bad. Um, and I just remember like having a moment of being like, hmm, this is kind of interesting. I think I have a thing with pain, you know. <clears throat> so what happened after that is, I guess... If you rewind, I, I kind of knew I was kinky, just like, I didn't know how. It Like, six years ago, I'd been at a bar randomly, and um, I was picked up by this mistress one night. And this is before I knew anything about kink. I was in a bar with a friend, and uh, we were, you know, hanging out, and this woman was over at the bar, and she's wearing this, like, empire red dress. And there's just something about her. She was, like, wearing heels, and she had these nails, and she's just really sexy. And, like, she made her way over to us, and, like, somehow I just felt something. Like, I can't remember if she, like, touched me on the back of the head. I don't, I don't really remember what happened. But we ended up having a conversation. Um, and I ended up saying, like, well, can I take you home in a cab? Or, like, can I get you a ride home? And she's like... And she... As she left the bar, the bartender was saying, uh, did you have a good night? She's like, yeah, I, I picked up, you know, talking about me. And um, she asked me the cab, she's like, did that make you uncomfortable? I was like, no, not really. She's like, why, why don't you meet me tomorrow um, in Chinatown? I want to do some shopping and you can help me carry my bags. So I meet her in Chinatown and... Um, spent the day as like her kind of pseudo-slave I guess I was carrying her bags around and she told me about her like boy this is the first introduction I'd ever had to DS you know just her kind of talking about it so that was like kind of in my head and like you know that happened and like for five and then I had a girlfriend and you know I was very fairly vanilla but I remember that and I think the pain and that kind of idea came together that like one summer so uh, I'm sorry to interrupt what happened so you, you you carry her back for you, and then nothing came of that. Between well, she wanted she she lived in Chicago. She wanted to actually um, hook up again, but I kind of got a little freaked out. I was like, "What the fuck is this? You know, who is this woman?" It was more her actually, I think, than maybe I wasn't ready for it at that mm-hmm. point. I was only like twenty two. There are so many times. Well, you'll be telling a story very nonchalantly. You know, we'll be just talking about experience with you. You'll be talking, and you'll be saying it very kind of nonchalantly. And I'll think to myself. This sounds like a story in Penthouse. Like, dear Penthouse, I never thought your stories were true. But this woman came out to me, she started talking, and then she came out. There's so many times you'll tell me stories uh, about your experiences, and it just sounds so, like, who the fuck does this happen to? I'm like, this happens to my friend V. That's who it happens to. This is crazy. We had, he, had, he was actually someone I met through my blog, too. It was the first, second person I ever took home from my blog, um, by the way, this worked because he wrote a polite, well-written email and didn't include a picture of his penis, which you'd be surprised at how many penis shots you get. I mean, you don't because you've got a boy blogs and they're not sending you their junk. I've, I've had guys send me their junk pictures before. Really? I know. It's ridiculous. Okay. I, I mean, that makes no sense I, because you very much say that you're I just into sent it, women. I sent it into spam 
but but you know what I should have done is replied and said, "Listen, ass face, you just 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 confirmed to me how much I love vaginas." <laughs> yeah, it almost worked like that for me too, except yeah. I don't love the vaginas. Right. But, uh, <laughs> so, so you decide you're going to take him home, but so, you don't but know we, what for at that Well, point? I kind of, because we've been talking about sex, and he mentioned that he liked, like, I knew he was a bottom, and he liked pain, and I had always, I'd been a little more curious about that side of things. And then, for whatever reason, as I left to go to the bathroom, I just kind of grabbed his hair by the back of the head, by the back of the, you know, the hair at the back of his head pulled, mm-hmm. and he made that little fun, whimpery moan that boys make when they like that. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. And um, it was really funny because we didn't actually sleep that night. And he had to do that thing where he goes to work the next day in the same outfit. Because this is like a Thursday night date. Because mm-hmm. that's usually my fail safe for like, fuck, what if this sucks? I have work tomorrow. I have to go. Of course. Along with the fake test messages. And um, and uh, and it, it was fun. Um, didn't really keep him around because he kind of sucked. But... Got back into the topping, and it's sort of been the like it feels like the right path. It's it's it makes sense to me. It's sort of the way I naturally am by default. Was that your first real topping experience in that situation? I mean, I mean, um, outside of maybe just a small scene or something like that. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I had done topping before that. Um, I mean, before that, I had played with girls where I was usually the one acting upon somebody. I mean, mm-hmm. I was sort of always a big fan of fisting. So I was kind of fisting topping a lot of girls. And then there were sort of weird halfway things where when I would play with Sebastian, who I write about him as, you know, the guy who I do all this crazy ass stuff with, at least in the past, mm-hmm. um, it was sort of topping. I mean, it was like, I guess you, maybe you can call it service topping. I was doing things the way he wanted, but I was very much enjoying what I was doing. Right. You know, which for us was a lot of anal fisting and verbal humiliation. And he's like, oh, you could spit on me if you want. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> but like, he's throwing it out there. And I'm like, well, maybe, you know. Well, see, that's the interesting <laughs> thing. I'm sure someone listening who maybe has no experience in kink. The, uh, on on the wild scale, fisting is way up there and spitting is way down there, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody has their weird little limits. Sure. For me, it's so funny because mouth and nose kind of stuff is really, really gross. And this is a girl who used to be in the funeral business. Like, I used to work with dead bodies. But, you know, so anal fisting, uh-huh. oh my god, so great. But, like, spitting on somebody, I don't. I can't even deal if you hock a loogie mm-hmm. around me. You're, you bring the guy home, you start, can you so, walk yeah, us I mean, through the Yeah, night? I'll walk you through it. Because I had topped in the past, but I still identified as, like, a bottomy switch. You know, and then, um, so I brought him home, and so I kind of drag him into my little apartment. And the cat does its thing where it, you know... Oh my god, someone with blue pants and I'm a white cat. Quick, let me rub up against them. Mm. And then I brought him into my room and we kind of did the makey out thing and the hair pulley. And then I always had my own toys. Even as a bottom, I had like, I like this. Mm-hmm. I like these. Let's use these. So I had them hanging on the wall. Because that's what you do. Um, you just, you for easy access. Right next to the night table with the lube and the condoms and the toys. And I think, I don't think I tied him up. I think I put him in one of my dresses because I no, I don't even really remember what we did that night. 
possibly in this vinyl dress that I had because he liked, you know, being all pretty. And I know I definitely caned him. I caned his feet a little bit. There's some paddling involved. There was, oh, there was a lot of face slapping. And he sucked my dick. I remember. I have video of that somewhere that I, I won't post because I still know him, sort of. I'm friends with one of his friends. Mm-hmm. Someday the video editing uh, tools will get so that you will simply be able to say, wherever there's a face... Blur that out, and then I'm sure eventually you'll. Probably well, it would be really great if I could just replace his face with like Wolverine's face. Is that a big fantasy of your Wolverine sucking your dick? I'd like to beat the holy crap out of Wolverine. Wolverine is like you can do anything to that guy, and he'll heal. So you can pull out those really fucked up fantasies you have of like carving someone open and feeding them their own intestines, <laughs> and you can do it. Oh, that fantasy of mine. That <laughs> well, I that fantasy do. of mine. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> like making little pies out of it when they're tied to a tree in a very kind of rapey, ain't no one gonna hear you scream kind of. I think we're gonna have to change the iTunes rating of this podcast from explicit to holy fuck. <laughs> Someone just, they're gonna have to make a new category. Because Chicago, while it is a big city, it's still pretty conservative. But I would think in New York... You've got, a, but you've got yeah. more kinky events in, as, as, I should say, big events that happen right. in Chicago than in, in New York. Yeah, but people fly in from New York. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, yeah. It's not like there are just organic yeah. happenings. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and also, I'm not going to meet somebody at IML. Yeah. Most well, likely. you never know. I go every year. You go to, it's International Mr. Leather, yes. right? Is what it is? And I only know that because the last one of the last few people I interviewed said that like three times. And I said, I'm sorry, I have to stop you. What's that exactly? Um, what is the appeal of an international Mr. Leather? Um, I really love uh, gay sex. Like, I love watching <laughs> gay mean, men together. You mean, you're like, well, I'm sorry, I don't mean that. I mean, I also like that. participating yeah. in, you know. You can't really participate in gay sex, though. Well, if you use gay broadly and I'm having sex with a woman. Oh, yeah, well, yes, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. <laughs> But, but I like watching men together. It's hot. This is and like if they're the third in leather? time this month that I've interviewed someone and the, the conversation of man-on-man action has come up. What is the appeal of man-on-man action exactly? I mean, what is it? I think because they just tear into, like, they're just, the, the, the gay porn that I've seen and the, the gay sex I've seen in person is just really enthusiastic. And I love that. There's, they just have at it. Um, <laughs> and it's great. And and boys are cute, and they, you know, gay men generally take pretty good care of themselves. So, it's I don't know, it's just hot, and to be so to be in an, in an environment that's all attractive men or bears, and I love bears too because bears I have found to be just very accepting people, and they just love themselves and they love everybody else. And okay, I'm sorry, I've heard the term bear over and over again, and I think I know what it means, but is it just a hairy dude? <laughs> Is that what a bear is? <laughs> it's like a big, hairy, gay dude in, who's into leather. Most, a lot of the time at the top, but not all the time. We're getting more I think. animal names associated with sexuality. Right. Cougars, bears. Cubs. Cubs. Otters. What's an otter? I think, and maybe if someone is listening to this and I'm wrong, send an email, because I might be wrong, but okay. I think an otter is a, is a slender, hairy, gay man. <laughs> I used to think it had something to do with water sports, but I've been told that that is incorrect. 
Although I that think would that would be, be very clever. But no, no, I think a beaver is something else. Or something else, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. Fox. What's a fox? I think that's an older gay male. With like oh, like silver a silver hair. fox? Like a silver fox? Oh, like Anderson Cooper. And girls are foxes. Well, girls are foxes too, yeah. Right. I, I once dated a muskrat once. <laughs> that was really interesting. Like a furry? <laughs> no. No, I, I just, I was, it sounded funny. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, have I. Have you ever dated a lemur? <laughs> oh, I'm really into lemurs. Possibly. I have a friend who's dressing as a baby duck for IML this year, so. Because you go dressed, you see, like to the market. So people are dressed in different things. There's a baby who goes every year. It's always just stood out to me because he has like a really great baby outfit. Isn't it just a diaper or? He has like a bonnet and a really fancy bib and a really huge ornate pacifier. It's great. Are you sure he's just not in the club scene and he's lost? (laughs) No, he didn't have any pants on. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have been without his jingos. But you yeah. said you've also participated in man-on-man action as well. No, I've participated in girl-on-girl action. Girl-on-girl action. I've seen man-on-man action. Is that participating? I mean, because people just... Well, you mean you've very... seen on porn. And in person. Mm-hmm. Just I wasn't participating. Because at IML, in the vendor area, that's the only part that I go to. But people will just hook up. They'll start going at it in well, the vendor area? Well, they're not having... Yes. I mean, I've seen like some hand jobs. It and... seems very... I think that violates some sort of health code, doesn't it? Get your, get your, get your coin on the cop. Whoa, thanks, buddy. Well, no, it's... <laughs> exact change only, except for you. It's not in the food area. And they, at least last year, they shut down the whole hotel. So it was just IML people. And yeah. they tried to bounce me. I came in, and the security guy asked me, you know, hello, ma'am, um, this is a private event. And I said, I know, I'm, that's, I'm what I'm here for. Really? What's the name of the event? International Mr. Leather? Oh. Okay. And just sort of let me walk say, by. I'll have you know, I'm a ferret. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll, My Whoa, costume's in my bag. Have, yeah, right, exactly. Oh, my stuff's in my bag. Well, come right in, yeah. ferret. Well, those ladies are not... Ladies attend for sure, and there's actually a, a women's event there, but we're outnumbered. I'm blushing. <laughs> um, so the story, so I'm really, I'm really eager to. So, so one of my fantasies, and I and and I'll also say, like, I don't even really fantasize a lot. You know, I'm not some, but I, I'm, I'm kind of a doer more than a thinker or a dreamer. I'm just a doer, and so, but I. I remember being fascinated by the idea of the conjugal sheets and I don't know where I read about it, but somewhere I read about the conjugal sheet, which is the, the sheet with a hole cut in the crotch area and you put the sheet over your partner and then you just have sex through that hole. And I really liked that idea. And so, and I've always liked it and I've never really been able to, it never occurred to me during the course of sex to actually cut a hole in a sheet. <laughs> I, I love the idea so much, but these sheets are so good. I don't want to ruin. Well, yeah, it was kind of that. I mean, like I did like to do the just pull the panties to the side and have sex that way, but that's not the same. I'm sorry. Um, so when you when you when you do fantasize about this, do you imagine 
you've got the sheet over you or that the guy has no i imagine that the guy has a sheet over him and there's just this penis sticking out right and yeah and it's the anonymous cock that turns you on or yeah yeah kind of it's just yeah yeah it's the anonymous cock it's just Like, that's probably the hardest scene for me to do and not think about sex is to have someone in a body bag with their cock sticking out. And if it's hard and sticking up, it it takes a lot of self-discipline on my part not to jump on that. Yeah, there is this one particular party I've been going to. I've been meeting these new people, and this is kind of interesting. Um, and this one night... There was one guy there who had a fucking machine. And I, I saw this guy walk in and he has like this black and Decker tool case thing. And I'm like, what's in there? Yeah. And just the fact that it's a fucking machine and it's not something people see every day. Yeah. Um, that automatically kind of draws a crowd. Of course. And this guy I know who, um, you know, I've played with him before and he knows me, pulls out a stun gun or a taser or some type of thing. It's like, I'm going to tase you. I was like, okay. And I I don't even know if I said, okay. I was like, whatever. And like, so I was getting fucking machine and tasered. And so you were, hold on, you're tased, being tasered while getting fucked by a fucking machine. There might've been a pause. I'm not sure, but yeah. Wow. First of all, how was the fucking machine? Good. Fantastic. Yeah. And if I can pat myself on the back, um, you broke it. He had never gone to the highest setting before. Wow. On a human being. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of what he has gone back to. <laughs> there was a goat once or something. I mean, I don't know. He had to practice on something. Well, that's pretty but, uh, amazing. Uh, the yeah. highest setting. It wasn't that long. No? No, it was kind of like, well, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. But How long? I mean, great. I imagine the benefits of a fucking machine is that it doesn't stop, right? And it's pretty consistent no. speed. Yeah. Well, it's fast and it's faster. Yeah, it's faster and harder than a human being yeah. could could do. So, are you thinking yeah. of investing in one of your own? Uh, as long as someone else out there hasn't, I don't need my own. <laughs> I couldn't hold it anyway. I don't know how I could, you know, I don't know how I would hold the thing. And this was the handheld kind. Oh, okay. Not the ones that are all set up on right. the floor. It was. Uh, it's like a, a saw yeah. that's been converted to a dildo. Yeah, right. yeah. I imagine this giant, you know, this huge contraption or something yeah. like that. But no, still, that's pretty good. It's portable. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, congratulations, finally. Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. I don't know what you would classify this, but I just need to share this story. Okay. Because <laughs> somebody asked me, like, one time, what is your most, like, ridiculous session that you've ever had or, like, whatever. I laugh all the time in scene. All the time like whether it's really not funny and it is funny like I'm always laughing but I had this guy that used to come see me and this is just this is like a role play fantasy role play thing this isn't even like me doming him or anything he would come in and he would bring these toy guns and they were like you know not realistic like toy story type guns that you pew pew like you know just like really like Toy, you know, guns. Not, toy guns not threatening at all it was just really funny and we would go into the session room and he would be the director and he'd be like okay 
So today we are shooting an action movie. And yes, he really did talk that way. <laughs> today we are shooting an action movie. And I am on the winning team and you are on the losing team. So he was like one of the actors and the director at the same time. So then he would come up with these scenes and I had to wear, I had to wear flip-flops and I had to have my hair tie like around my wrist. He would come up with these scenes where like, okay, I'd be like hiding behind like the couch or like a chair and we would have like this shootout and then I would have to die and he would give me various ways to die. Like, so sometimes I would have to die like on my back with like my mouth open and my eyes closed or sometimes I would have to die like on my stomach with, you know, my eyes open and my mouth closed or like whatever. And then he would like, after we had a shootout and I would die and I had to die like really slow and dramatic, like, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then he would like army crawl over to me and like take my hair tie off my wrist and say things like, you are defeated. You are the loser. I am the winner. Yes. And then he would like sit there for like a couple minutes and mind you like he would get undressed like down to like his underpants but he'd always have his underpants on and Because that would be weird if he took his underpants off then, right? Yeah, whatever, you know, (laughs) I'm like whatever makes you comfortable, I guess, you know and um, then he would be like, okay, great scene, great scene, great scene. We have two more to shoot. And so, like, he would give me another scene, and I would die in various different ways, like, throughout the session. It was awesome. So, okay, <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> have you always identified as dominant? Uh, or have there- um, I, I have a switchy side in terms of I'm not submissive, but do I like... Um, Pain, yeah, but it's my pain in my my on my terms. Yes, with my direction. You're very much a bossy. <laughs> I am. So. A, I am. I am not a dominance play dream. Right. I they would hate me. <laughs> just hate me. So I pl- I have played with switches and let them top me, which is interesting because I have to say I'm the most twisted fucks. <laughs> switches are very twisted because they've seen both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, I did an interview recently with uh, a switch and she did say that one thing about, about when she, someone else is dominating her, sometimes she'd be like, oh, well, it's, you're very nice for trying. <laughs> I, you know what? I've actually had that happen too, where I'm just like, and it's actually when I've been with doms. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, why do I feel like I'm really topping from the bottom here <laughs> when I'm trying not to, but I have to because you don't know what you're doing. Thank you uh, to Saad. Thank you to everyone who's ever been on the show. Thank you to everyone who has uh, ever donated, everyone who's ever rated the show on iTunes, or even uh, sent me uh, words of encouragement uh, just to let me know that uh, that uh, you enjoyed it and it's helped you out. I'm glad that uh, the show has done, uh, done so well. I'm really surprised. And thank you again. We'll talk to you uh, in a couple weeks when we'll have episode 101, a very revealing episode, too. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.